everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Cody Cast. Today I'm joined by our brilliant visual. Oh God, you've got like a really long title, a long <laughs> introduction. Did you write this yourself? No. Brilliant video visual content creator, video editor, and social media coordinator. And I must say, he's got the most amazing voice. Welcome to the show, Tom Stevens. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Lisa. Oh uh, yeah, okay. I'm cue that it's it's strange for me because I'm normally pressing the button there. Yeah. And then I normally press record on the thing, so it's weird to be on this side. So I've handballed the reins over to AJ, who's our other young cinematographer expert who's taking control of this whole project now. Fantastic. So don't stuff it up, AJ. Yeah, please. Because <laughs> I'll be looking at this footage after and it better be sensational. <laughs> You better make Tom look a million bucks. Um, <laughs> firstly, I'm nervous for today's episode because I sound like a child next to you. Like you have the best voice for radio. I've he- I hear that a little bit, but I've never actually, I don't know, maybe I should have ventured into the radio space. I don't know. Seriously, I feel like you missed your calling. Uh, I don't know if that's for me because I've worked in radio, but not on air. Yeah. I've, been, I've been on air, but not worked on air. But there's some early early hours to be done. When it comes to radio, I don't know. Like, I don't mind getting up at 4.30 in the morning sometimes, but not every single morning. Yes. Actually, tell us a little bit about your background because you were in breakfast radio, which is brutal. Mm. You know what? I always get uh, when people ask about the radio stuff and they always say, what did you do? And I say, I was a video producer. And they're always like, oh, a video producer in radio. That doesn't make sense. And I'm like, you've heard of the internet, right? <laughs> like, you, you know about social media. You've got a Facebook account. You've seen videos on there, you know? So... I did make videos in radio. I started as a digital content producer um, back in Adelaide. I was at Nova um, and I worked, you know, Dylan Lewis, who, who hosted Recovery on the yes. ABC years ago. I worked with Dylan. He was really cool. And then I uh, was in Sydney with Fitzy and Whipper and we would have um, all the, the international celebs who would come through to all the radio shows for their quick interviews and I'd shoot all them. And then um, came to Melbourne and I was with Husey and Kate and then um, at Gold recently before that. So basically a slew of radio shows around around the country and I'd make all their video content for them and all their, all their social media. But now I work at Cody. So, which is great because now I don't rise at 4.30 in the morning. True. Yeah. Unless I have to get you up to come and do a really early interview with... Somebody. Well, that's all right because then, because then I've got the experience to do it because I've done it many times before. Yeah, I must <laughs> say you look very fresh faced when I get into the office. I'm like, I'm half asleep. Nick's definitely asleep, and you're like, Hi guys, I've just been here for the past hour setting everything up, and I'm like, pretty much. Well, dead. I don't think I look fresh faced because I think because of all those years of getting up early, I've got these like permanent bags <laughs> under my eyes, like they're kind of like tattoos under my eyes. I feel like I should get them tattooed, like bleached kind of thing, to fix them up because they don't go away even after a full night's sleep. And I also don't think that um, Nick has just woken up because I reckon he also must get up a little bit early to put on, you know, to get, get himself ready. Because I reckon Nick's a very, like, wants to look really schmick kind of guy. So he reckons he's, he says he's just woken up, but I think he's probably been up for a little while prepping as well. Did you see that video of him? He was definitely asleep, but I do oh, yeah, agree. Okay. He's very vain. <laughs> So <laughs> yeah. he probably has a glam squad. Yeah, like that's full, right. Full hair and makeup, oh, just makeup, no hair. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Um, so I have to just quickly ask you, do you have an interesting celebrity story? I'm absolutely throwing you on the bus here, but you must have met some really... W- I, I was talking about this recently already with, um, with Brenton. Um, one of our clients, Brenton from Avenue, we were talking about... Uh, this, the same topic came up with the radio stuff and he was like, who was, who was the biggest dickhead? And... Um, and there isn't really many stories like that um, 
they're all quite they're all quite lovely maybe they're just in the mode of like they do so many interviews a day that when you meet them you meet so many of these people but only for 15 minutes at a time um but an interesting one was Cy who did uh, Gangnam Style do you remember that pop star from Korea yes he was one of the ones who came to the to the radio station and his special rule that has to be communicated in advance to everyone in the office was you enter and he he walks straight from the studio and no one's allowed to Everyone needs to be in their desk at that time that he's going to enter and leave so no one can make eye contact with him, no one can go and speak to him. He needs to clean a clean entrance and escape to before and after the interview. Oh, my God. So that was a very special request from Sai. But most of, them are, most of them are lovely. Oh, That just seems a little bit over the top. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like even an Oscar winner wouldn't even want that. Yeah, I know. I mean, that would just. I feel like that would be more awkward doing that than than just accepting the fact that people are going to be like, oh, can I have a photo, yeah, can I have a photo and whatnot. Exactly. Yeah. So awkward. Mm. Actually, some, I, I don't actually want to say her name because I don't want to get her in trouble, but she was saying that she worked at a TV show in the States mm-hmm. and she said the main actor wouldn't let anyone eat on set. No. Because if he smelt food, he'd get out of character. What? And, yeah, and this is like on a... I don't want to say it's like a Z grade TV show. Look, it's yeah, not okay. like you know, it's not like an Oscar winning, Emmy award winning TV show or anything. And I just thought, yeah. are you joking? It's not right like Jim now? Carrey famously staying in character throughout, <laughs> or it's not like Christian Bale going wild on set as like someone not not with not as much profile. Okay, no, yeah. So I was shocked to be honest with you. So that's um, yeah, I can imagine there's some weird requests by celebs. Well, I kind of get distracted when people are eating if it's loud. I don't that's know. true. I've got a real a real problem with people eating with their mouth open. And if yeah. I was an actor, I'd probably and if I was allowed to tell people to not do it, maybe I would. Yeah, that's true. Who knows? Could be a bit of a diva. Mm. Mm. Well, let's see. Uh, hopefully on today's show. I should have bought some food and started chewing really loudly. <laughs> <laughs> Into the microphone, yeah, that's the worst. Oh, please don't. <laughs> all over the microphone. Disgusting. Yeah. Um, well, on today's topic, we are talking all things video. Mm-hmm. So video is obviously super important in the world of social. Yeah. And I've seen some amazing video content online, mm-hmm. but I've also seen some horrendous video content. Yes. There have been some... Yeah, really big fails online. Mm-hmm. So you've obviously you're very well versed in the area of uh, video, and and for me, I think that more brands should be using video content because it does actually stop the scroll. Yes, so yes. Well, when was the last time you went on social media and you weren't looking at video? I mean, like you see a few images um, and a, and a few text posts, and they can be kind of engaging. But video is probably the majority of what you see now, right? That's true. And especially I feel mm. during ISO, more and more people were looking for video content because mm-hmm. they wanted to connect with humans because they were just stuck at home with a dog. Yes. So. Yeah, but then that also raises the question, should people be looking to create more video during isolation when production quality is lower? I don't know. I mean, it's mm-hmm. an ongoing debate because we constantly look at video and what, what trends and what does well and what doesn't because mm-hmm. – um, you know, it is it is about what what the what the subject matter is, and if you're talking about LinkedIn, then it is about the message that people are saying and how well they communicate that. So it doesn't have to be the highest production value, but then high production value stuff does do look really nice as well, and it's really rewarding to watch. It's like film. Yes. People still watch Neighbours, but they also want to see the latest blockbuster. That's true. That's true. Can I actually say, just on the topic of film, uh, I noticed on my new phone that you can my iPhone you can shoot in 4K. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Like mm-hmm. people are just shooting. Like the phones are pretty much like almost video cameras. These Some days. of the um, the new Samsungs, I think, shoot in eight K. That's insane. Which is which is wild. Like it's it's very well, it's very unnecessary. I mean, you, 
need an expensive computer to even work with that. Yeah. Um, but I've seen a I've seen a couple of live music videos that were one shot in 8K, um, shot from the back of the crowd, and then because of the resolution, they crop in and create all these different shots out of the one shot, mm. which is amazing. Um, so the fact that they pack that into a, a cellular phone I is know. is unbelievable. Yeah, everyone's got access to fantastic quality on their on their phone now if they want to film something. I know, which is crazy. I know that you're a, you're actually a true creative. I would say, like, I see you active on on so many different mediums. In fact, you're a gaming influencer in your past life. Not anymore. Yeah, a bit, <laughs> bit of a past life. But I did take um, I did take a, a couple years off my work to pursue a few years of full time. Being digital, digital talent, I guess you could say. Um, is that what they call influencers these days? I don't know if I like it. I'm going to use that. When you say influencer and like the kind of influencers we work with at Cody, you more, you more think of Instagram yeah. or whatever. I, I was producing content on Twitch, which is like a live, um, live streaming platform, kind of like YouTube, but all live. But the, fo- the focus is gaming. And what I and I enjoyed that because um, I did it as a hobby in the year before that and it builds up to the point where I was like, I'm, I'm going to pursue it. But... Um, and I do it occasionally still, but not full time. But the reason I like Twitch um, as a platform is not so much the gaming because I used to like games, not so much anymore, but it's more so the platform itself. So I would go and play um, and live stream it for the sake of the broadcast and sort of the, the entertainment and the, and the conversation responding to people in a, in, a live, in a live way. Because I think that live is um, the biggest, the most important trend like really? sort of moving forward in video. And when I say live, I, I like, this is just my opinion. I don't have any data on hand to back this up, but I think there's Instagram live and, yeah. and whatnot. And a lot of people are doing live streams in that regard, but I'm talking about like an actual live production, like, you know, multi-camera, different sets, different designs and like prepared content um, because you can do anything when it comes to live from, from someone's home computer they can have different guests organized. They can have different graphics. Like it's just, there's so much can be done from a home studio that I think the future, a future in, in video is, is live content because I'm waiting for someone to do something as high quality as like Letterman mm. from their office because I think that can be done. Well, interestingly, a lot of people have been doing pretty much like all the talk show hosts have been doing stuff from their home. Mm-hmm. So I see a lot of the big celebrities and they're just hosting shows mm-hmm. literally from their couch or in their office. So, yeah. yeah, I think COVID's probably accelerated that ability. And I look at the home studio setups that people have now, I think, yeah. whoa, like you've got a full setup because they're, they're doing podcasts from home yes. or they're doing interviews from home. So you need to have that full yeah. whole whole setup all done i know and then they can make then there's no excuse to make content from there exactly yeah exactly right so mm-hmm. yeah live okay so that's an interesting trend to talk about yeah so there are risks in live though as well, well in terms of like the longe- longevity of your content i mean like yeah. does that content translate well into youtube to be watched in hindsight mm. as well i don't know it depends what it is because you, if when you're live you're, you're only live and then that content, if it gets archived, does it have value once mm. it's archived? It depends. I feel like I'm proposing more questions than I have answers for <laughs> you today. <laughs> I'm like, are you asking me these questions? But yeah, like it's I'm just <laughs> thought starters though, isn't it? There's, yeah. there's no rules on the internet. Well, the interesting thing about live is like it's obviously not edited. So mm. there's, a, there's a lot of filler stuff in there because right. it's like there are things that go wrong. The conversation might not be as tight as it could be if it was edited. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a different style of content. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a few LinkedIn lives and they've pretty much – 
only been good when I could see the comments because for a long time, LinkedIn, yes. if you're listening LinkedIn, can you stop making live so hard? You need a third-party software mm-hmm. to do live and they finally just integrated comments. So before I'd have to have my camera set up and then my phone set up so I could see yes. the comments coming through and then there's yes. also a delay as well. So yeah. it's just always a little bit harder. But um, I, I think the the good thing about live is if you can make it interactive, yes. then that's good because yes. then obviously a normal video isn't. So This is, this is the future, right? Because... What and, and this is why I enjoyed Twitch as a platform so much and you'll start to see this on LinkedIn now and, and everywhere else, but it's no longer enough with people's attention spans to watch a video. I mean, yeah. it, it, is, it is if it's nice, but we're moving towards, I watch a video, I watch a new video every day, so it's current, then I watch a live video, but now I want to be able to reach my hand into the TV mm. and interact with the person who's in it, which is mind-blowing when you think about it. Mm. And so that's where, where that's at, to be able to be making content live on the fly, people watching and commenting on it, and the person in the TV or in the computer responding back to that person. That's, that's, that's not even the future, that's now. Yeah. And uh, I think um, it's time-consuming, so not many people are, are pursuing it. Because when you're live, you've got to put in the time. But brands should be considering it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So I think that's, like, you're right. That's definitely a trend to watch. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I'll be, I think I should probably do some more lives. So maybe I'll rope you in and we can. I don't know if you've got the time <laughs> with, with this agency and this podcast and, you know, everything else you're doing. I don't that's know if you've got time for. <laughs> that's a bloody good point. I wish I could outsource myself. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just get someone to help me. You need a doppelganger. I know. I need to like do all your live streams. Ten, and clubhouse rooms. Oh, they cl- yeah. And then we're going to get into that. You need yeah. time for that. Yeah. So when are you going to do your LinkedIn live streams and when are you going to do clubhouse? Maybe I'll do LinkedIn live when I'm on clubhouse. Oh yes. Combine. Okay. Yeah. I'll be like half looking at the LinkedIn screen, looking for comments and then on clubhouse going, oh my God, I can't do all yeah. this. This is all like way too hard for me now. Well, that's the future of what brands should ideally be doing now, right? Like when, if someone comes to us and they say, can you make this video for my LinkedIn? Then we, yes. we say, why, do, why don't you also want to produce and reformat this same content for Instagram and TikTok and everywhere else? Yeah. It's all about being smart and taking that content and putting it through your different pillars instead of being overwhelmed with trying to make content for all everywhere else. It's actually a great point. And I think a lot of people, I know a lot of people do podcasts and mm-hmm. they'll be doing it via Zoom and they don't use the video. I'm like, what are you doing? Like that's... Yeah, right. Yeah, it's really bizarre to me. So I've been yeah. talking to a few people lately who are doing podcasts. I'm like, why don't you cut the video and, and use that as, you know, an additional form of content? Yes. Because like you said, it's time consuming creating content. So mm-hmm. if you're going to dedicate half an hour to do an interview, you should stretch that into like 20 pieces of content. Absolutely. Well, I'm, you're making the content anyway. Yes. Like you're, you're sitting there, to, like it may as well be, like why would you want to ignore the visual platforms, YouTube being like the biggest social media network exactly. of all time? And yeah. then why don't you want to distribute on Instagram? you know, right up there as well. Exactly, exactly mm. right. So actually talking about trends, like do you think that YouTube is still going to be relevant in a couple of years? Yeah, um, it, it's, yeah, it's, there's a lot of discussion around YouTube and people don't rate some of their practices. Um, the, you know, there's been a lot of discussion about advertising on YouTube and um, they called it the adpocalypse. I think it was a couple of years ago when, there was a huge trend of advertisers pulling revenue um, from uh, from creators who we were swearing and whatnot in their in their content, mm. even if it was only really mild. And then they started to do that um, digitally 
without actual manual review. So a lot of people complaining like my video has been demonetized for no reason. Mm. Um, I, I might be butchering it, but I'm pretty sure that's that's kind of how it went. So there's a lot of discussion about that and it kind of feels like a bit of a bubble situation where you, YouTube's getting too big. But we've been saying that about Facebook for a while and Facebook's mm. still massive. Mm. Um, like I've, I've been thinking for a while, I'm like no one uses Facebook anymore, mm. but re- they do. Um, even if I don't want them to, because even <laughs> if it's boring because it's old and uncool, um, they still do. And I think YouTube will still be the big dog for a while. Um, th- I mean, they're in the live streaming space now as well. You can go That's live true. on YouTube, and that they, they and when it does come to gaming, actually, they're taking on they're taking on Twitch um, in an area where Microsoft failed. Um, I think they'll be the big dog for a while. I mean, it's Google. Yeah, mm. and and actually, the interesting thing about YouTube is that you can search on it. Because you can't yeah. search as easily. So if you want to find a video on how yeah. to fold a jumper, you can yeah. just go onto YouTube and find that really easily. Yes. Whereas like you can't search that on Instagram. Well, if you're looking up a recipe, I'm going to YouTube before Google. Because yes. if I'm on Google, I only want the video anyway. Exactly. Because I don't want to read. I don't want to read the recipe and interpret it. I want to see it done. Oh, really? So you're one of those guys. Yeah, well, I want to see the recipe done. Yeah. Oh, the other one. the other night, I actually looked up a YouTube video for the Danish national disc, which I was telling these guys that I was going to cook the other night. It turned out really well, by the way. Oh, um, secret talent. Yeah, but I'm not going to uh, – rather than read that, I want to see the professional, Dan- genuine Danish guy make the make the dish. Okay, well, you're going to need to bring some in now. Oh, it's not very healthy, though. <laughs> We're all trying <laughs> to be fine. healthy around here. Yeah. <laughs> trying, trying being the operative word. Mm-hmm. Um, I must say, I'm a bit of a shortcut chef, so I just read it and then interpret it and mm-hmm. read that as a guide. Yes. And then I just make my own decisions when yeah, it comes exactly. to cooking. Well, you've got to have a bit of personal creativity. <laughs> That's what you know, I reckon. Make it your own. You yeah. don't want to be a copycat of someone else's content or, in this case, cooking. Exactly, mm. exactly. Well, actually, on the topic of video content, how do you um, suggest like people find their own style? Because I think a lot of us look online and we see mm. someone's content and go, oh my God, that content looks amazing. I'm going to just pretty much duplicate that. Yeah. Um, you've really just got to press record and, and start going because you can only do, if you were trying to imitate someone else's content or at least be overly influenced by them, you can only do that for so long until that would become tedious because if you're putting on an act, that's kind of exhausting. But if you're being yourself, it's not exhausting. So if you just start making content, um, whether it be filming yourself for LinkedIn or if you're trying to start a YouTube channel or something like that, if you just get going with it, eventually all that kind of thing will iron itself out and you'll end up doing what you want to anyway. I mean, some people might have a higher threshold than others and they might keep going copying someone else for a long, long time. But that's, I'm not encouraging that. Um, they're deliberately trying to do it. But, but it's, yeah, being yourself is, is easy. And, um, and I think that will prevail if you just get going and start, and start doing whatever it is you want to do when it comes to making videos anyway. Yeah, great tip. And do you have any tips or any other tips for people who are starting out in the video space? Uh, well, there's so many, there's so many ways you could enter the video space. I mean, that's a, that's a broad space to be in. (laughs) Yeah. Like, um, I I mean, the same advice would, would be for someone who's starting YouTube. I've worked on YouTube channels that we've started from scratch and we've taken to the 25 plus thousand subscribers before I've left them. And, um, and it's just about consistency, like any other social media network. Um, TikTok, I haven't uh, done any work on yet. Um, so I can't really comment on TikTok, but I, I mean, I have posted a few things. They do get really high reach. And for people who are uh, cross-posting their content on multiple platforms, I'd massively encourage TikTok at the moment. 
um, because it like it, you can rock a few hashtags that are relevant to your content and it does get a lot of views. Instagram's mm. a bit harder to crack at the moment mm. um, from scratch, but TikTok seems to generate, like, I just post, like I'm not experienced in TikTok, but I've posted a couple of things recently, some personal stuff from scratch from a brand new account. And uh, 24 hours later, each of them had a couple thousand views. You're going viral. Well, not real. I feel like anyone could attack that. I mean, this podcast is we're gonna, we're gonna have to put a few things on TikTok and yeah, see how it yeah. goes. But um, so that's an area that should be used. But yeah, just uh, be yourself and do what you want to do because um, that sounds so cliche, doesn't it? Oh, but authenticity is important because I think mm. you, if you try and look at someone else's style and copy it, it won't come across as necessarily you. And there's so like there's so much video content. I can't remember what the stat is, but every like minute on. YouTube, there's however many hours of content uploaded or something. There's some wild stat, and I'm sure the listeners can Google that real quick. Um, but but with that much saturation in video, there's no point in trying to copy someone else's content. Be inspired yeah. for sure. Be yeah. inspired, see other people's techniques, and find out what you like by watching other people's content. But don't, I don't know, do it, do it as you see fit. Yeah, I think that would be the main focus because individuality will stand out. I definitely say to people, if you're looking to be a content creator, then look at your content through the lens of a creator rather mm. than just a consumer and look at what makes you stop the scroll and yes. look at what engages you because that's most likely going to engage someone else. Yes, So, absolutely. And think about, yeah, do think about engagement. Um, I suppose when I, I sounds pretty airy-fairy when I say like just do whatever – because uh, you might want to make like a three-hour documentary, which is cool too. But also if you're looking, if you're a brand, if you're th talking brands and you're looking for engagement, then you do have to think about the viewer. Especially yes. at the beginning of the video, there's a lot of data to suggest that you've only got about three seconds before you see a, a lot of drop-off in video content. So think Crazy. about that as well. And a lot of people actually waste the first three seconds mm -hmm. with like fluff. Or the viewer could be wasting the first few seconds because they first see the video and the first few seconds are muted before they yes. tap the video and they turn it on. That's a good so point So maybe too. this whole thing's been turned on its head. I don't know. That's a, a very valid point, actually. Mm. So um, I don't know what the suggestion is. <laughs> <laughs> create, engage, create good, engaging content yeah. with a strong message. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And subtitles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for joining. Just to finish up, I've got a couple of quick questions for mm. you. Yeah. So question one, uh, who is your favourite content creator online? You're allowed to say me. It's totally fine. Biggest um, uh, <laughs> influence on LinkedIn, Lisa Tay, 100%. Yep. I'll pay you later. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, a YouTube channel I really like at the moment called All Gas, No Breaks. Oh. And uh, it's only been around for a year or two, but uh, it's a guy and his small team and they, they drive around America in a van and they basically just interview people at strange events. Um, like flat earth convention oh, oh. and they don't they don't do much but he wears this wild suit it's like this oversized suit and he looks quite funny but all he does is just let people talk he goes to all these strange events it's amazing it's like a, it's kind of like a documentary piece he's not trying to make it a comedy but they're they're hilarious they're very well edited love to see what people at the flat earth convention are saying <laughs> yeah <laughs> all gas no breaks it's a great channel okay fantastic um i'll definitely check it out mm. Um, so there's obviously a lot of video content created by brands. Do you have a favorite video commercial created by a brand and why? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a huge fan of classic Australian TV commercials. Oh yes. And, and what we do very well is beer commercials as well. And oh, yeah. my, fa and it's, this isn't really a standout performer either, but my favorite one was, um, by Hans Superdry and they had a, 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 a 
campaign called Stay Pre- like Stay Premium Gentlemen for their Han Premium Super Dry beer. And there was one ad that just sat with me and I, just, I always thought about it um, where a, a girl's talking to a guy at a party and it's all in slow motion and it's just his mind, what he's thinking, and she's flirting with him and he can see her brother, who's his mate, over her shoulder. Um, and it's called, it's called Steve's Sister because um, he's Steve and it's Steve's sister and he, he doesn't want to fraternise with her because he's Steve's sister and as he walks off he just goes, Steve, by nodding at him. And it's all, <laughs> but it's all silent and they all know what's happening. I don't know. It's hard to explain a video, isn't it? A silent video. But it's interesting that that stuck with you. I know, isn't like, it? Why do you think that that stuck with you? I don't know. It's, it's like, it's 30 seconds. Well, ads are just shy of 30 seconds yeah. and they're 29 seconds and it's just great storytelling and no one said a word. It was all in voiceover. It was just really strong. Mm-hmm. It's just really good script. So really different. Yeah, there wasn't much to thing. it, but I always think about that ad. Oh. And that's, you know, beer ads are generally high budget. Um, I think beer ads are like Australia's Super Bowl ads. Yes, you yeah, know? definitely. Yeah. A lot of insane Super Bowl ads. So oh, yeah. much money has gone into that. Yeah. The, well, one of the biggest um, Australian ads, Australian beer ads, that there's a huge Carlton Draft ad. Do you remember It's a Big Ad? Yes. With a huge like yes. drone shots, probably it's before drones. Yeah. 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 And it would have been uh, helicopter shots yes. and just for the sake of it being a big expensive ad. And it was a great parody of itself. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. That was actually a really good ad. Good, mm. good reference, actually. That was very memorable. Mm. Speaking of iconic Australian ads, I just can't. And I, this is more like a jingle. Like, you know, the la mana banana. Yes. Oh, I kind of get that out of my head. Banana, yeah. Oh, was that like a brand? It's just an ad for bananas. Yeah, it's so <laughs> weird. Like, why are some songs Make really your catchy? body sing. Yeah. Was that make campaign? your body sing? Yes. Like, oh god. Is that a is that a brand from a brand? A banana know. brand? Is it like? I don't even know. If it's or is it just, no one makes an ad for banana, just bananas. Just bananas. Well, it's like the banana industry of you Australia. You can't just make an ad for bananas. Yeah. Well, who's funding that? That's bananas. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what's the most unexpectedly rewarding video project or campaign you've worked on? Uh, the, the most rewarding video piece I ever did, um, besides the, besides the Lisnick podcast <laughs> video content that we've been doing recently, um, great a f- plug. <laughs> Thanks guys. A, f- a few years, out. a few years back, I worked at, um, at Nova 969 in Sydney with Fitzy and Whipper and we, our challenge was to come up with the, the greatest April fools, a bit of a, bit of a, um, bit of a thing in radio, a bit of friendly competition amongst all the, all the shows to kind of have a good April fools gag. And we came up with an idea for so when you when you work at a radio station, the radio plays throughout the office twenty four seven, and so everyone's always listening, especially the bosses and the directors of content who are listening to the show all the time. So we came up with an idea: what if we could make it sound like Fitzy was resigning live on air <gasps> and having a massive breakdown oh live God. on air in front of all of Sydney? And um, so we worked with the engineering team in the building to to at a, at a perfect moment swap it over from live <gasps> broadcast out of the speakers into um, a pre-recorded piece that we would do while the rest of Sydney would just be hearing some normal yes. radio. Um, so we worked, so we had a whole bunch of different departments working together to make this happen. And meanwhile, I had the bosses in the, in the weeks leading up saying, look, you don't seem to be doing anything for April Fool's. This isn't really good enough. Like a few kind of serious meetings. And I was like, I'm really sorry. We'll try and come up with something good. So they were like, oh, Tom's not doing a very good job. He's not working on anything exciting. And then meanwhile, we're stitching them up the whole time. And so then that morning, um, the rest of Sydney are listening to um, what would sound like normal radio while in the building it's saying Fitzy's having a massive breakdown on the radio and he's saying, look, I can't do this anymore. He's swearing and he's like, I resign. 
And then the bosses, I've got cameras set up all over the place and the bosses are running down the hallway, sprinting down the hallway and freaking out like outside the studio. Like, what are you doing? You can't put this to air. We're all going to lose our jobs and whatever. And then it ends up in like a sort of, you know, they bust in and there's almost like a little fight and they kind of separate each other and then it's just April Fool's and it's just nuts. And we did it the day before April Fool's and ended up on all the news, <laughs> all the news shows. Um, it was one of, the, one of the greatest things we've ever done. It was, it was oh, a delight. Oh, that's fantastic. We're going to dig up that footage. Oh, yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah, but, um, check that out. It was a delight to stitch up the bosses that day. Please yeah. don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> Is this a joke? <laughs> I've been pranked now. Um, well, oh, I want to keep talking to you because I just love listening to your voice, but um, you have a podcast. So well, we work together so you can hear me. You can hear true. me anytime you want. That is a good point. That is a good point. And I've subscribed to your podcast. So Fantastic. Oh, great. I'll definitely keep hearing your voice first thing in the morning. But um, <laughs> just to finish up, I want to ask you, what's your spirit animal? Uh, it would be probably a kangaroo just because I'm, I don't really know why people don't have kangaroos as pets like dogs. Like they're really cute, I think. Yeah. Like why don't we have little kangaroos? We're in Australia. We should, we should have our... Embrace you know, that. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Well, maybe that's our next um, office purchase. Yeah, kangaroo. to go with Wolfie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she'll, she'll love that. Yeah, she'll have a little kangaroo friend. <laughs> yeah, that'd be so cute actually. <laughs> Get no work done. Um, well, thank you so much for joining me today, Tom. Really appreciate it. Love your work. Definitely give Tom a follow on his socials. We'll put the link in the um, show notes and um, we'll see you. I'll see you in the office. Soon. Yeah, or now. keep up the LinkedIn videos. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Bye.